Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Humans, after 12 years, we have parted ways with the corporate networks. We are taking it to the next level with our own independent platform, improvforhumans.com. We're not just continuing the show. We have created a hub for you all to go deeper into the craft of improv with me, Brett, and all the guests that you love so much from Improv for Humans, along with a ton of new exclusive podcast and content. Not only will you still find new ad-supported episodes available free every week, as always, but now with our new Rule of Four subscription, only $40 for a year, $4 a month, you get ad-free new episodes every week with bonus scene exclusive access to the entire back catalog. That's over 600 episodes, all ad-free. Four brand new improv education podcasts I call Professor Besser, where I will break down classic improv for human scenes, take questions from the members-only Discord, explore, debate the craft with other improv experts. Have you heard me talk with Will Hines and Ian Roberts yet? And I have also uploaded my vault of VHS tapes from the, the Stone Ages, the 90s, the early aughts, featuring tons of never seen footage, as well as what I believe to be the greatest comedy movies that I will share with you with other guests. Sketches, performances, stand-up bits. Wait till you see this all on Professor Besser. Plus, I have this whole other feed, the best Taste in the Universe, where I deep dive with guests on music and sci-fi. On that, just whole separate feed, but it's all part of the Rule of Four subscription. Plus, you get all four of our premium limited series Brett and I made with all-star casts, including Stolen Idea, My Dead Wife, The Robot Car, The States of Perfection, and Besser versus The Audience. And for the first time ever... All of our content can be listened to virtually any podcast app. Gone are the days of needing separate apps to get all this stuff. The sign-up process could not be easier. It just takes one step, one tap to import each of our feeds into your app, and then you can just listen like any other show. All this for $4 a month individually or $40 for an entire year. That's two months of savings. Humans, $40 for one year right now. Humans, you know, leaving the corporate network I mentioned earlier, that makes producing a podcast with three paid guests not as easy, but it is a labor of love for Brett and I. By subscribing, not only are you allowing us to make new episodes, you're supporting our ensemble and empowering all sorts of new content that's already up for you to take a taste of. Just for $4, go taste it, humans. If nothing else... You won't have to hear this message again. So go to improvforhumans.com and sign up now. Human, you are entering an improvised comedy show, restricted to humans only. Improv for Humans with Matt Besser. Based on your suggestions and other sources of inspiration, Matt and guests will perform fully improvised scenes. Today's episode features human guests, 
Mr. Conroy, Mr. Sekunda, welcome to Improv for Humans with Matt Besser. That is me, Brett. That is Pegboy covering That's Naked cool. Reagan. That's cool. It's very surfy. I like it. Is that a new theme? Hmm. No, but we'll have to see about licensing that. No, we play we play a different new song every week is how we're rolling these days. Oh, love it. Uh, okay. Humans, these two old school improvisers, experts in the craft, did they watch the Emmys last night? Bits and pieces, to be honest. I didn't watch the whole thing, and much of the time it was on mute. But the parts I watched, <laughs> I sort of enjoyed. Mm. Okay. I didn't watch any. I'm not, you didn't I'm watch not it a, at all. I'm not a showbiz professional. <laughs> what, what, no. what are you, if I may, what are you doing instead? I played Spider-Man. <laughs> you played Spider-Man. <laughs> I thought that the, <laughs> the Spider-Man game had made me nauseous, and so I hadn't played it for a long time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do all these I things. I'm going to whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. No. I was like, well, this is clearly I should not be a web a web, web slinger. I, I get nauseous even from the video game. Oh, hold on. Let's do something on that. <laughs> Honey. I just don't think you should try it. Last time you got you got major vertigo and had the to go city to the needs me, honey. Well, it does it. The video game. Yes. you want to play it, but <laughs> well, I mean, it's affecting your real life. I look. You know how sensitive I am, and the people in this yes. fake city are in desperate need of a hero, mm. and with great. Consoles come great responsibility. Mom and dad. Hi, honey. Is it okay for me to be out of bed this late? Because I wanted to ask you about something. What is it, Ryan? <laughs> There's a boy at school who keeps taking my lunch money. Oh, it's still happening? Is it yeah. that same boy from last it semester? Yes, it's the same boy from last semester. And then there's another boy who, after the first boy takes the money now, he goes, go get more. And I have to find ways to bring more money to school. Andrew, uh, Ryan, you said you were going to do something about this. Ryan, I'm so sorry. Can you can you just please step just two feet to your left? I'm just trying to I'm trying to get to Kingpin's hideout and you're you're kind of just Stop locking the corner of the screen here. That's just shoe leather. You just... Would you pay attention to your son? He's having a real life problem. Last time you, he had this problem, you said you're going to go meet with the dad, but that's when you had vertigo and you were in bed for three weeks. Well, I I had tr I, look when I, when you swing around this city, it's hard to kind of get your sense of which way's up and which way's down. It looks easy in the movies, but when you're playing this, it's like it's like you're there, you know, and so. I actually don't feel that great right now. I What's feel like a member of the oppressed proletariat. I wish someone could stand up and defend me against these other boys. Are you um are you are you like this this child here on the screen, sweetheart? Uh, Do you feel like him? Look, he's he's looking for his mother. Yes, I'm just looking for any kind of support, not a particular person. And we cut to the real-life soccer game um, that weekend. 
there he is. That's the family with the bully boy. Go talk to his dad right now. All right. I'll try. I mean, you'll try. It's easy. He's there. Go speak to him. Say, stop bullying our son. Do you want me to do it? I don't like confrontation. And I'm... And I'm I'm playing the switch, and it's Pretend very... Pretend he's kingpin. Does that help you? <sighs> you I noticed you it. folks looking over here. You got some kind of problems or something? <laughs> Look, your, uh, your son has apparently been uh, harassing my son. Yeah, I don't know what harassing him. is, but I know my son goes out in the world and makes his own way, gets his own, gets his own stuff done, so... Why don't you Look, move along there, I'm fella. just gonna. I'm just gonna move be straight along. with you. We're watching the game like you are. Yeah. Well, why don't you move along to another part of the stands, huh? I'm gonna be straight with you. If your son doesn't stop bothering my son, then you and I are going to have a problem. And I'm not afraid of you. I don't care how much bigger and wider that you are than me. Oh I'm gosh. six foot eight, four hundred pounds. All right. That's very. That's very large. But you can't. I'm wily. I'm I'm as I'm as quick that night in as bed, a spider. You're damn right. I want to have sex with you. That game is really giving you confidence. Uh, oh, that's uh, my third oh, orgasm. I'm sorry, Vertigo again. Let's talk some more about that. But seriously, when I watch the Emmys, my wife enjoys watching the Emmys a lot. What about you, Brett? Uh, yeah, Dana always watches all those award shows. Award shows. Um, and uh, so I did catch a good bit of the Emmys last night. Yeah. Um, so The Bear, Succession, and Beat. The Bear wins for Beast. Best Comedy, which I find... Uh, okay, go for it, Sean. This is what I was getting to. Go. Oh, okay. Say it. Uh, Say it. Speak. It's not a funny show. It's Speak an intense, nerve-wracking thing. It's... I just, I don't think, well, to be fair, I didn't watch season two, but season one, I never laughed once. I just, you know, I, I liked it a lot, but I wasn't like, oh, this is hilarious. You know? Well, Sean, season one is really all set up for the punchlines. That well, that's a whole other issue that's happening now with, with television where everything is like episode after episode of, no, we're going to get to the good part halfway through season two, you know? Um uh-huh. Wait a minute. Speak, speak on frustration as a comedy writer, as a sitcom writer on the bear taking those accolades. Well, here, this is, you know, a hundred percent my own opinion, completely uninformed. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but (laughs) I think writing comedy is in many ways much more difficult than writing drama. Because not only do you have to have an interesting story, you have to surprise people with jokes and punchlines and all that kind of stuff. You also got to come up with more silly wigs and concepts. For, sure. Uh, like balls. your, you know, what mustache is somebody wearing, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, but so for a show to not have jokes and be touted as a comedy, then I'm like, what am I what am I working so hard for? Why don't get- I just write something straight? You know? The interesting thing is sort of, uh, uh, I assume you guys have experienced this too, is over the arc of my career, uh, most of the time I want to do like genre 
hybrid stuff and, you know, but do it in a half hour format that's primarily a comedy. And people have resisted that up until the moment of the streaming era. So they wouldn't let you sort of make it be like, this is going to have a little bit more action. It's going to have a little bit more sci-fi. It's going to have a little bit more drama, but it's basically going to be a comedy. And then it's done this hard shift where now it's like the drama is in the comedy slot. <laughs> it has fully bumped out the comedy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bummer, right? Yeah. That's our craft. It's true. It doesn't feel like, and then there's this bizarre late night Emmy where it's the same four or five white dudes every every time i guess trevor noah (laughs) beat that trend this year but it's bizarre how there's one award for basically four shows there seems to be another award that's just for snl so that covers all that type of comedy Uh and then sitcoms don't that that's not a word anymore Mm -hmm. so a situational comedy yeah so now it's half hours or elements right. of it's, it's just comedic. It's, if a show is a half hour long, that makes it a sitcom as opposed to a half hour long drama or something like that, or even a dramedy, you know? And the essential thing that drives uh, in the perception of any any awards uh, audience or or sort of the people selecting it is is not how good is this thing at what it's doing? It's always how important is this thing? And so... You know, it's just, it's a much harder, harder, harder uh, equation to win. Even if you're hilarious and you're making great points that are important, it's just never going to be perceived that way in terms of we, we cut to a ice cream store that's been in the neighborhood for about a month and a half. I don't exactly understand it either. Maybe we don't see the full menu. Excuse me? Yes. Yeah. Can I help you? Oh, yes. sorry, boss. No. You take it. No, Dan, you're you're new. It's great. I love that you're taking the initiative. Please handle this. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm buying ice cream for I got a whole table of kids out there. Um, I don't see any actual ice cream on the menu. I'm seeing no. like when I'm reading the descriptions of everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, am I not seeing the main menu? Well, use my phone or something. Well, it's uh, it's called an ice cream store, as I as I as I understand it, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's Jeffrey's ice cream, but it's it's you have scoop uh, symbols. Yes, there's a lot of a lot of uh, icon iconography of ice cream, but um, we we wanted to branch out. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just hold on. Yeah, I'm just trying. Yes, I'll get it. We want ice cream, Dad. Look, there. It's a bunch of eight-year-olds. I just need (laughs) vanilla, whatever the hell. Just eight scoops of vanilla, and we're cool. Okay. Okay, Or chocolate. Whatever is easiest. Okay. We don't have any vanilla ice cream, and we don't have any chocolate chocolate ice cream. We don't have any chocolate ice cream. No, well, we have we have a a, a lobster uh, flavored uh, foam. That, that, okay, stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's we feel what like I re- that a foam Jeffrey, in a cup. That's real. Jeffrey decided he wanted to branch out and uh, and he wanted to do different things in the ice cream. Hold on, space. hold on. Ah, he's telling me about something branching out. I just I already tried Plus. vanilla. 
Danny this? peed on the floor. That's your that's your territory. Okay. Do you have yes. like a lemon sorbet? Is this what this is? It's like a gelato sor- sorbet. Um, I think I, I think I understand what you're what you're An Italian for. ice, whatever you yes. call, whatever you call it. Just eight right. of those scoop right. in a cup. I don't see uh, we cones. Have, we have a here. we have a fig salsa that has a certain sweetness to it, although there is a wine reduction in it. Um, and uh, hey, 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 that hey. I heard you're non. new here, and I know yes. new people sometimes start the weird end of the specials. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the ice cream. Can, can yes. I? Can I see I, your I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt, Danny. Uh, I, I, yes. I need you to tell people that we are. Uh, we are out of the buffalo wing pops, so if you could okay. just make that clear to everybody, so we don't get a lot of orders, because that's one of the favorites. Sir, certainly, sir. Yeah. Y- yes. Are you the manager? I'm the owner. I manage. <laughs> this is this is Jeffrey. This I, okay? I'm yeah, I heard you branched out from something. Was that something ice cream? Because I need the I need to get back to the roots. The trunk of maybe where you started because I got kids out there. They don't want reductions of wine in Buffalo Wing anything. I I sense a certain criticism and hostility, but let me just say this. <laughs> uh, you know, sure, ice cream is, is, is fine. And if you want sort of an average pedestrian, ordinary thing, feel free to go to... I don't know, Carvel or Baskin and Robbins, but they don't my have point- a franchise. I wish they would you stop it. They don't even have it. Sir, what, what dessert do you have? What what dessert do you have here? Just Sir, eight if, of those. If you want if you want to go to a non James Beard winning uh ice cream store, then then you can feel free to. What's but, the James uh, Beard Award? It's one of the most prestigious uh restaurant awards uh in the nation. We actually go around to other restaurants and give them non-James Beard Award winning certificates, but so far no one's hung them up. <laughs> okay, man. Anyway, this is like a have- trap. You guys, this is bullshit. This is like some fucking bait and switch. You can't call something an ice cream store and there's no goddamn ice cream All right, in here. Let me let me suggest because I know I get this sometimes. People come in and they're obtuse and they don't understand the way the world works and you know ignorant. But I try to educate them and say there are other things outside the sort of ice cream realm that. So let me suggest we do have. A grapefruit compote with crudite. Does that sound uh, uh, like something your children might like? VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Brett, have I told the peach cobbler reduction story on this podcast before? Oh, Danielle? I don't remember it. I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. Not when I was here. I had to tell it because it made me laugh so fucking hard. And Sydney was there too. But we were at 
what I guess was supposed to be a fancy restaurant. And it was dessert time. And Danielle saw something. I don't think it's had the word cobbler in it. It had the word peach in it. So in it, but it had the word reduction, not reduction. Um, Deconstructed? Yes. Yeah. And she goes and she looked through the menu and I always just get chocolate mousse or whatever the fuck is close. Brett was, to Brett was the something. waiter that night, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your words. And, you know, Sydney, she gets ice cream. She gets a scoop of regular ice cream. I get something like a terror. I get whatever I fucking recognize, basically. And Danielle loves peach cobbler. And she's like, what is this peach? Uh, deconstructed peach, blah, 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 blah. And then what he, then what he described, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he described, but it did not sound like a peach cobbler, but she wanted peach cobbler so much. She just heard, but, 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 in her head, she just pictured a nice peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> She picked, she pictured the waiter as a peach cobbler. Yeah, right, pretty like much. In the cartoon. And then he delivers, when he delivers it, it was fucking so far from being a peach Did it have the ingredients? Yeah, basically. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a slice of peach and it was like a full a twig of lime. And all the, uh, and she the just flour. looked at it. And Sydney was mocking her. We were like, he did not say it was a peach cobbler. You just wanted it to be. He described something that was absolutely not a peach cobbler. And you went, that sounds great. We've, we've completely deconstructed it. Here are the water molecules, the H2O, and here's the sugar, C6H12O6. We've taken it all apart. Yeah, let's keep doing, let's do that. Honey, do you... You've never eaten here before. Just let him tell a special. I'm sorry. We've never, we've heard you had fancy dessert and we're just a little intimidated. I, I don't want to just get the, an ice cream or anything. So go ahead. Yes. Well, we do things a little differently here. Uh, by the way, I'm Brett. I'll be your waiter tonight. Um, <laughs> it is, it's weird for us to have you introduce the dessert specials first, but we well, heard that's you what's do things about a little different. Restaurant. Yeah. Um, so our dessert special tonight is a steak frites with a side of, uh, pesto mayonnaise. Okay. Okay. Do you think that, I think maybe this do everything backwards. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds interesting. What do you have for dessert or what do you have for, yeah. What do you have our entrees? Oh, for dinner. Yes. Uh, well, here's the menu. And as you can see, we do have a tiramisu, a reconstructed peach cobbler, which we get from the restaurant next door and then put <laughs> back together. Um, and <laughs> we have fruit, you, fruit, man, fruit salad. Yes. So you get you get the elements from next door. Is that what happens? And then, you, well, they do it. They do a deconstructed peach cobbler and no one particularly cares for it. So they have lots of leftovers. So we have a deal with them where we take their deconstructed peach cobbler and we put it back together. And we, we cut to the next day where the manager is interviewing uh new 
So uh, I see you haven't had many waiting jobs, but you did, you were an intern for a summer on an archaeology dig? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, I, uh, we, you know, we we found, uh, um, ancient items. We would, um, we would protect them for, uh, you know, the, Did you uh, put the pots back together, anything like that? Shards of pots? Well, as, as best them we back could. In, uh... Yes, we protected it and we assembled them and, um, you know, for presentation. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. You ever put pies back together? You ever find an old pie that's fallen apart? You mean like one that's sort of been sort of crystallized or, you know, uh, hardened <laughs> over time and not necessarily hard and just, uh, I don't know, you're going through some trash, you see a bunch of pies have been uh, not eaten. You're like, huh, maybe I could put one of these broken up pies together into a full pie for myself. You ever done that? I'm just trying to find some work outside of my chosen field. Uh, I'm not sure if you're making having a little having a laugh at me or what's happening. No, but, no, uh, no, no, no. You see, this is what we do. We mm-hmm. reconstruct a lot of the foods from the cup, the restaurants that surround <laughs> us on the block. <laughs> so you, we don't necessarily have line chefs. We have uh, reconstructors. We do have some former. I have a lot of questions. Are there are there are there that many uh, restaurants that are that are serving just deconstructed elements of dishes before? No, no, no. You can have a turkey, anything that falls apart that you can put back together. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you cook the thing, make the thing, and then deconstruct the thing? Why not? You know just- what, buddy? I don't think you're going to work out here. <laughs> <laughs> He cuts, we cut to a, uh, one of the nicest bars in town. All his friends are working on that reconstruction line, and they have a shit ton of money from it. <laughs> yeah, another round on me. Hey, man, did you get that job today? How'd the interview go? I didn't realize how much it paid. I, I kind of was walking <laughs> through it. I thought it was just a regular gig. No, you don't get tips on the reconstruction line, so uh, he pays uh, $50 an hour. It's fucking Jesus nice. Jesus Christ, I had no idea. You guys didn't tell me that. I thought it was just a waiting gig. Oh, I mean just a waiting gig, man. We also can eat reconstructed lobsters and good shit. <laughs> well, I still don't understand why someone is deconstructing them just so you can reconstruct them. It seems like an extra step for no reason. Why do you always got so many questions, Gary? Why do you have to question everything? Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> just go with it, huh? Leave me alone, Dad. I'm trying to do the best I can. Well, first of all, you should be hanging out at a different bar for me because this is my bar. But look, you know, we we made a good living. Didn't we have a swimming pool when you were a kid? Yeah. An hour hour later. um, Hey, man, your dad's in the bathroom making out with a waitress. Oh, Jesus. I know I got to... It's rough. You shouldn't go in there. I think you'll be disturbed. I, I really got to go to the bathroom, though. No. Oh. I told you we shouldn't hang out at this bar, man. I know, but they, ha- they, have, bar. they have they have a special deal on drinks, and I'm not working. So, you know, this happy hour is the best one in town. Uh, hey, look, I wasn't going to tell you this because you're such an ass about reconstruction lines. <laughs> I just don't get it. But there's no... Well, <laughs> 
You gotta shut up about nothing. I can hear you from inside the bathroom, Gary. Would you stop asking so many fucking questions? Dad, can you please just, just, if you and mom should separate. I feel like every time this happens, I'm responsible for telling mom or, or, or hiding it. Those are my two options, and it's very upsetting. You don't even know what's going on in here right now. <laughs> we got to the next day. It's a new steak restaurant that's opened up next to another steak restaurant. All right, so... Uh, a lot of you fellows are new on this reconstruction line, but that's that's okay because the whole restaurant were new. And uh, you, you fella, Andrew, is that yeah. your name? Yeah, my name is Andrew. Okay, since it's hey, your my fr- name's Andrew as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when well, you got to go by yeah. Andy? Also, we're brothers. <laughs> that was our parents really screwed us. Oh, okay. That's how you got the job, skipping the interview. I refuse to go by Andy. All right. It doesn't matter. You're both low status in this job. Both of you, you're in charge since it's your first day. One of you going to the dumpster next door to get the the stakes that have fallen apart for us to reconstruct over here. Is that... Is the... Uh, is is that legal? Can we just get food from the garbage and then serve it? Yeah, it's legal. All right. Well, wait, is that a question? Is this your brother with all the questions? I apologize. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go and so fish it out, fish out steaks that they've they haven't been able to sell. Whatever, dude. Sometimes okay. people will take one bite of a steak and they're like, ah, it's too fatty. I don't want it. Right. They're like two, there's two of them. They're like, hey, you want to share? And one of them gets a salad and they're like, oh, I decide I don't want to share. I really like this pea salad that I got. It's enough for me. You see where I'm going with this? There's it a lot of like big a, chunks of steak over there. It seems like a very inexpensive way to make food for your restaurant, but at the same time, rather unhealthy. Suppose I was to call somewhere like the Washington Post or or uh, the, the, the Patriot... <laughs> Is that some some type of newspaper that might you do some... You go ahead. When you cut to these guys, they're back at their apartment. They've been pacing around their apartment, Ugh. drinking beers. Just They got the number for the Washington Post, just working up their nerves. Well, one of us has to call them. I mean, we have to warn the public. But we got to come up with a good nickname for ourselves first, like <laughs> Deep Throat or something like that. Well, we're both named Andrew. We could do something on that. Okay. How about... Two Andrews is not who we are. Oh wait, you mean? Oh, you mean to hide who we are? I see. Yeah, I see. we don't want to get busted. Like Deep Throat yeah. was a guy, and and he called himself Deep Throat. You know, after what if we named ourselves after another porn movie, like Anal Intruder Eight or something like that? Let's talk some more about that. Was he, was he, was Deep Throat named after the porn movie Deep Throat? I think so. Yeah. For sure. I think it was a joke. I don't know. If we're to believe all the president's men, it was a joke by the, uh, by the, um, the staff of the Washington Post. The very witty Bob Woodward. Correct. (laughs) Speaking of uh, politics and newspapers, I, I try not to speak of politics, Brett. You know that about me. It's so boring. Who wants to hear me? My take. But last night, 
with Iowa. I've tried to, I think after January 6th, a part of my brain just shut off Trump and just assumed that I would never, I, we all would never have to deal with him again. He would just be this fringe kind of thing you had to go follow. Mm-hmm, I right. really thought there'd be no fucking way that he could be our president again. I thought he, one of these laws he's broken has to be enough to not be able to run for president, right? I just well, I feel that. like if he's if he's broken laws, that makes me want to vote for him more. That firms up my vote for him uh, going. <laughs> okay, forward. but that's where I'm going. Is like yeah, seven whatever the percentage was, seventy percent of Iowa Republicans are still okay with this guy. Well, and it's this weird thing of like, and I don't know all the percentages, but like Iowa is such a heavily evangelical state. Like that's such a strong presence in, in Iowa. And those people are ostensibly uh, living by certain rules that Trump has not just not followed, but had contempt for his entire life. And yet somehow those two things are. So what part of what he offers do they like, Sean? I think it's that they, they love how much he hates everybody. Like, I think it's people love (laughs) are are, are in this weird phase of loving to hate other people. And And DeSantis has done his best to go. I can hate people too. Yes. That's his whole campaign is his whole, uh, uh, gubernatorial administration, if I can use a a simple phrase like that, is about who do we hate and how can we hate them more and make their lives more difficult and make them feel worse about themselves. So so do you know how many votes Asa Hutchinson got last night? (laughs) No, I know he dropped out today, but I don't know how many he got. Do you have a guess? I'm going to say 78. (laughs) You're close. Really? I mean, that's fucking insane. Yeah. He got 191 votes. Well, here's what I was thinking about Asa Hutchinson today. He seems like, I mean, for whatever his, like, obviously there's no such thing as a decent Republican, but like, he seems like a decent human being who has done some good things. Well, that's what made me bring him up because he's kind of the old school Republican of like, I'm not going to be this outward attacking, Mm -hmm. hateful asshole. I'm just going to put my (laughs) simple Republican agendas forward and that's, that's all you get. And it didn't work. No. There's this guy. Have you ever heard of Ryan Binkley? No. Can you go to his uh, Twitter account, please, Brett, and find like one of those videos of him speaking? So you've never heard a- of Ryan Binkley, right? Mm-mm. Andy Secunda? No, but he's got a catchy name. Well, Ryan Binkley, he got four times the votes of Asa Hutchinson last night. <laughs> he got 700-something votes. And, and, he's, a- and he's, a, he's, a, he's a pastor. In it, where is he from? Is he from Iowa? I mean, why would anybody mm, I don't even know think who so. he was? Because he's you said it. That's an evangelical state, and he's uh, a pastor of uh, some create something called Create Church, which sounds. So there were people in Iowa who went, you know what? I'm not on board with how Trump violates every rule of my religion. So I'm going to throw my vote away on somebody who has never once 
been in the national conversation. Isn't that weird? And and a guy who has for a long time, Asa Hutchinson, they decide I'd rather have this fucking pastor than him. <laughs> and, he and, got, and don't you feel like you could get that many votes in Iowa? I feel like I could get that many votes. I bet I could go. I, I bet I could go head to head with Ace Hutchinson and get more votes than he did. Um, I, you think that's crazy, Brett? No, I feel I, like I if totally I could get, get on the Republican ticket, I could get enough comedy nerd fans in the state of Iowa <laughs> to yeah. to reach two hundred. But but here's here's the flip side that <laughs> I was thinking about. Would you have about. to run on a platform that was? Equally aggressive to the uh, to the competition. I think just you put your name on you. I think that's like what Jill Biafra basically did for mayor in San Francisco. He just uh-huh. he came up with these crazy platforms. And that's what I'm I think saying. He got Maybe. the third most votes, but yeah. like they were crazy. They were absurd. So it would just be. Getting I'm attention. great at improv. Vote for me. <laughs> but why do you think Asa Hutchinson <laughs> did this in the first like? I just feel like this guy had this very distinguished career where he accomplished a lot of things. And then in the last part of his life, or I don't know how long he's going to live. He's going to die tomorrow. <laughs> but, oh, no. Uh, no, but like as he's like moved on in his career, now he has become a punchline, basically. Like he put himself in a position where he had to know going into this that there was no way he was ever going to get the nomination. So what's the what's the upside for him? And here That's we are on a fucking question. improv comedy show going, he got 78 votes, you know? It's a great question because like that, because other ones do have agendas like this will launch me on a speaking tour. Right. Or I Vivek can be, Ramaswamy or I can be is vice president. Be, yeah. Yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be on Fox News in like four minutes or whatever. He thinks he's going to be the vice president. That's right. I hope that doesn't happen. I, I, I don't see how it could. Like, you know, I don't see how Biden will make him vice president when he already has Kamala Harris. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do something on that conversation we just had. You fellas begin. Um, thanks for coming over, guys. I, I wanted to... Uh, wanted to tell you something. I have big news and I know, you know, I know it's going to sound crazy, but you guys are my, you guys are my best friends and I'm really looking for support, but I have decided to, uh, I've decided to run for president. So I hope that's, uh, uh, Gary, you've, you've never, uh, you've never, I mean, I don't even know that I've ever had a political conversation with you. It's, President of the United States of America. United States of America, what sailing club? Okay, let me let me lay it out as simply and clearly as I can. You know how the president lives in the White House? Yes, that's with the where first I'm, lady. That's where I'm going to hope to live, and I'm hoping to make Diane my the first lady. <laughs> so. Are you guys, what I really need is help with my campaign. Okay. I mean, my, my first thought is, uh, is, uh, interestingly, I, I can see Diane being the first lady. I, I, I cannot imagine. She's been involved in the 
the PTA mm-hmm. and the city council involved mm-hmm. in passing right. local legislation on yeah, she I got that stoplight down on Genesee, you know, and the stop um, sign on Tomahawk. I, I I know she did all those things, and I will honestly and the tell merge, you. And the merge sign on right. Crestwood. Right. She's very know. involved in traffic. Um, <laughs> but I, I have- And that, uh, what do they call it? Roundabout. The roundabout. The roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, right. I, right. She she put all the speed bumps in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she got the speed limit lowered. Yeah. In addition to the speed bumps, you, you can only go five in this entire neighborhood at this point. Uh, and she even she even had that catchy, uh, you know, the catchphrase to 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 make all this stuff happen, which was "Let's slow down progress." Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but this isn't about her. It's about you running for president of the United States. United States. Yeah, all fifty or fifty. How many is it? It's fifty, I think. Right. When you first said it, and I thought right about there. sailboats, because you do like hanging out I like down the at marina. this marina. Yeah. In my head, I thought, could he win president of the sailboat club? Mm-hmm. I did a quick pull in my head, and I think you could finish a strong third. And then you said United States of America, right when I was thinking sailboat club. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think I could do better than third at the marina because, you know, really I know who you're better than uh, Betty uh, Slavens. Betty Slavens is very popular. <laughs> I think I could destroy Betty Slavens. But I also think that's thinking small, you know? I mean, I tried to discourage Diane from getting involved in all that bullshit with the roundabout and the speed bumps and this and that because who cares? That's like local crap like let's think nationally can we get you know a national ban on a five-day work week or is there a way a ban on it yeah is there a way to make uh how many days are you hoping for which which direction you're going for more or less i mean part of me wants to say so either you can way have six and think- four yeah, I think that's I think that's how politics works is you don't take a firm stand either way. You say, wouldn't it be great if we had six days of work a week or if we had four? <laughs> just not just five. Not five. Yeah. Um, just things need to be different. Uh, yeah, very I different. I mean, he's right. Things need, very need to be different. different. Are things you satisfied with the different. way things are right now? No, no, I'm unhappy. I feel people drive too slow. <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue. And I think that's... I could set up a subcommittee after I became president about everybody driving faster, you know? Oh, Diane's going to be very mad about that. She's, She's done a lot of work like in that direction. And we cut to <laughs> two months into the presidency. Congress has come to him with uh, raising the speed limit. To hey, guys, five. what's up? We, we you know what's like- up, Mr. President. Yeah. Every yeah. senator on both sides of the aisle agrees the speed limit should be 95 miles per fucking hour. Sorry, uh, getting a little progressive there. Yeah. Well, that's how politics is now. If you don't use an F word in every other sentence, you're not, you're not a real politician. You know? Well, that's just me speaking. Uh, my uh, brother from the other side of the aisle, if you'd like to speak, I think you agree. 95 miles an hour, right? We are in full agreement on this. 
it, it this country is slowing down both metaphorically and literally and we would like to aggressively increase the speed of our vehicles fuck yeah we do okay can i can i there, make a counter proposal because you guys are saying you want to raise the speed limit to 95 right yes, i don't like the sound the of compromise i'll tell you that all 51 states what's what are you saying what if I said, how about we make the speed, what's the opposite of a limit? Minimum. Unlimited? A minimum. The speed minimum 95. <laughs> like you have to go 95. So the second you hit the freeway, Take you, gotta, you better notch. get that up. Yeah, you got yeah we'll be reasonable. The merge lane, you, you can get it up to speed and not be arrested. Yeah. Right. Well... I mean, people are going to say that the reason I want to do that is because my wife is involved with half the merge lane companies in the in the entire country. But <laughs> that's not why. The reason why is because I want to get places faster. We cut to the yeah. floor of a merge lane factory. <laughs> merge lanes are coming off the conveyor belt. All right, let's keep them going. Let's keep them. <laughs> we got a VIP on the floor. Boy, this has been really hard to keep up with this uh, level of production on these specific merge lanes uh, since uh, the lobbying came through. Whoa, Mr. President. Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the, the sausage getting made on merge lanes? I did not know that there was sausage involved with merch lanes. What's your name? <laughs> My name's uh, Steve. That's great. That is just great. Okay. Mr. President, Mr. President, I don't work at this factory, and I want to say that everything you've done is a travesty. You're clearly in the you're, you're in the oh pocket of big, big merge lane. Uh, I'm not in the pocket of anybody. By the way, did anybody hear gun? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, I was shooting and talking at the same time. I should have just done one thing. Here we go. Oh, I thought you were being shot. I did too. Shocked. I missed again. <laughs> All right, I'm not a gun guy. I apologize. This is on me. Let's talk some more about that. Sorry, Asa Hutchinson. That that's a challenge. I'll go to any state with Asa and draw more. I, I just I think about like what do people say to him now? You know, like cut to next it's year rough, at Thanksgiving, man. right after the election, and who knows what's going to happen. But what do you say at Thanksgiving? Like thank thank goodness you. I don't know. It just it's a weird decision to make when you're not somebody who has a chance, I think. And like, I like you said, not positioning yourself for something else. I like so. that you immediately go to his personal interactions at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I'm at the country club. You went, you went way more personal to the... <laughs> I see people as people. I'm sorry. Sean's just remembering his I did too. There was his, it was his golfing yeah. buddies he was going to have to uh -huh. talk to. You saw speaking to his parents, his cousins... I was thinking more of his kids, like, you know, who have to, like, look up to him as their parent and go, boy, you got smoked in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know?
Okay, speaking of getting smoked, and and I will just admit before I give this opinion, and I've given pretty much this opinion before about in sports giving up. The last time I talked about it, I believe it was halftime when the Razorbacks were watching Polar Express, the movie, (laughs) during a halftime when they were getting whooped. And I said, I don't like it when everyone hugs after the game from every team and Ronnie Adrian pointed out, well, in basketball, you know, there's whatever fucking 80 games. You can't, you can't be crying after every game. I get that. As I said that week, football's a little different. Every game is there. Well, there's so few of them. And then right now we're in the playoffs. So did you guys see that footage of Tua and Mahomes after the game? Mm-mm. What happened? Brett, did you see that? I didn't catch that. Let me find it. You'll find it. I don't know if we'll be able to hear it. You can try to hear it. But he's asked after the game, Tua, well, Kansas City whoops Miami. Right. And then... Tua is their quarterback. He goes up. Taylor Swift was there, which I did not care for. (laughs) (laughs) That's she's probably behind all of this. (laughs) But he goes up to Mahomes. Is it this? This happened last night. Yeah, that's it. If we can hear the audio. He asked for his jersey, and then Mahomes turns him down. He says, I told Reek I'd give him this one or something like that. They promised us someone else. And by the he way, that is, Reek, by this. that is Reek from Game of Thrones Game of that he's giving to. <laughs> or is it is his, his wide receiver, Tyreek Hill? Sorry, I got to give it to your wide receiver that you didn't find enough in the end zone. I, I agree. That is fucking weird because what you're saying is I look up to you, which is not what you should be saying to your opponent on the football field, whether or not it's true. Even if you said I respect you and I look up to you or like, hey, man, I've always loved your game. Like that's saying I respect you. Yeah. And I'm. He's only, he's not that much younger. And, uh, like if it's, if it's Tom Brady and he's retiring the next year, I get everyone in the league should be like going, Hey man, you meant everything to me. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh. This guy's only slightly older and his base and just, I'm not saying he has to cry, but you're kissing his ass. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Maybe he just wants to sell the Jersey. Maybe he's just got a little side side game thing there. <laughs> well, I oh, also man. think that probably you. makes that that yeah. probably makes you think it's weird, Besser, that I always ask for your T-shirt after every episode of Improv for Humans that I do. <laughs> yeah, especially over Zoom, I have to mail it to you. <laughs> just making just making work for him. <laughs> I guess it's done more in soccer, and why 
Is do, it? Do, oh, but are those players like giving friendlies? each other jerseys? Is done more in soccer? Yeah, but I, maybe that's just the friendlies, the things that don't matter. I, I can't imagine two foes switching jerseys at the end of a game. But but I feel like even switching jerseys is a different thing because you're like, switching, right? Yeah, you're like you're this switching. is mine, this is yours. We're equals as opposed to you're a hero of mine. Can I have your Can I have your jersey? Because I want to be able to taste your sweat whenever I want to. The game that you beat me. Yeah. yeah. I think Sean's uh, also locked in on a separate possibility, which is maybe this is a kink. Maybe this is a separate <laughs> thing that's happening. I mean, I can remember games when I was in high school where, and, and you know, obviously high school football is very important, but it's not the same thing as the NFL. Um, Guys would just sit in the locker room silently for like an hour and a half, and a couple <laughs> yes. of them would be crying yeah. because we lost a game against another school. That in and of course, I like a douchebag when I was on that team was like, "What the fuck is wrong with everybody? Can't we just get out of here?" But you couldn't, you couldn't leave. You know, um, <laughs> sit there while people. All right, crying. this is what we're getting down to, Sean. It's how long. I'm going to put, here's my opinion. You have to, after a loss, (laughs) this is in football. I'm just going by how many games you have in football. You have any sport that's 20 or less games. After a loss, you have to wait until the next morning before you can smile again and do anything (laughs) that is joyous like even in even in you see in basketball all the time, the in the NBA, they will get their ass kicked, and later that night they're at a strip club in that in that town, partying it up well, and doing on Instagram, and you're like, "Fuck, yeah, man, you yeah, just got your ass kicked." Matt, that could just be them. You know, that's how they're that's how they're they're dealing with the pain. You know, I think it should be related to the score differential there like if you get if you <laughs> yeah, get just okay. a mathematical <laughs> formula what's the spread let's the- let's cut to the the locker room after loss okay before everybody goes their separate ways thanks coach digging off no 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 no. <laughs> i don't want us looking like assholes to the world again but we're gonna miss let's our just break down what happened tonight <laughs> and how long we have to not smile oh, party boy. celebrate host be shown in any kind of wardrobe that would be considered ostentatious or bright colors. Coach, I got to be honest. I don't like that the uh, the NFL has put these these new uh, that they that they charge us now uh, every time we smile. I, I don't I don't think that's fair. It's it doesn't have to be with smiles. They have a smile chart. If you guys would just look at it, it can't be a a cocky smile, a smile with swag. A Coach, smile you know that have, is you know joyous or happy. Damage. You know I have nerve damage in my face, so my lips pull upwards as if I'm smiling. So <laughs> I keep getting fined after every game. That's not fair. Also, here at the Try bottom using of the some of that eye black eye makeup that you guys are all putting under your eyes for God knows what reason and put it around the crease of your mouth so you can't tell if you're smiling or frowning. I think that could get you into trouble. That, uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that again, Coach, but... Uh, like this? But, uh, like this? I, I, that's too no, much. That's, that's too much. Stop, stop putting, Just around stop the trying to wipe it off by putting more on. 
I'm okay. telling you, this is going to be a larger problem than the smiling, guys. Guys, it's it's not about the smile. It's about having a bounce in your step. It's about showing a twinkle in your eye. Just the world wants you to respect that you've lost. They just want to see a little bit of uh, reg- regret, remorse. Look, we're we're just philosophical guys, coach. You know, we just uh, we, we you know you take the bad and then you kind of gotta move on. Minutes later, that's all. Minutes. They've all given right. the NFL has given you twelve hours. Yeah. That's all. Twelve hours. You can just go to your home. You guys can fucking jack off and run around like the Joker in your own house. It's just out in public. For 12 hours. I never thought about that. Is that the big thing the Joker is known for? (laughs) Checking off in his house, coach? (laughs) No, then I would have said, run around like the Joker at his house. I said, jacking off and run around like the Joker at his house. Two separate talks. I got it. Well, I guess I I would just say I feel restricted by my expression. My job is is to deliver on the field. It is right. not my behavior after the game is over. If the chef burnt a steak at the steak restaurant, yeah. he wouldn't come out into the restaurant where all the patrons are and start high-fiving everybody and laughing it up. He would go no. to that table and he would apologize. He would say, I'm sorry I burnt the steak. And then he would throw that steak in the dumpster and the next door restaurant would fish it out and serve it the next day as a reconstructed steak. Yeah, I saw that on 2020 last night. That shit is crazy what they're doing out there. Real upset. Anytime you see one kind of restaurant open up next to another restaurant and they sell the same thing, one of them's reconstructing the other one's food. You know, you know what really bums me out is that the night before a game, Coach, you were watching 2020 instead of game film. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> Good point, Bobby. but I was doing it in my motel room. I wasn't doing it out in the lobby of the hotel. It's about your. We cut to these guys. They're uh, they're walking down the street, making a tra- and it. Uh, they're they're walking down Times Square where there's all these barkers trying to convince them to come into different places. Come on in to the M and M store. Five bags of M&M for the price of one. Come on in, fellas. You like M&Ms? Whoa, five bags for the price of one. Can you go in there? <laughs> I mean, that's a good deal, but isn't 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 it likely we're going to, the you know, the paparazzi are going to snap us having fun and eating that's M&Ms? True. And <laughs> that is just true. Just having a great time. I mean, once I get an M&M bag of M&Ms, there is no stopping my joy. Right, especially five bags. It would just be nuts. Come yeah, on in, fellas. Come on in. You don't have to buy mouth. anything. Just get, give it a, if you've never been in, here we got all size M&Ms. We got giant bags. We have the world's oh, largest M&M. This, one. On the this third is like floor. the little sexy M&M lady. Like you can you can eat eat right. And they out start of the taking top of they head. start taking uh, selfies with this uh, giant M&M lady, and then they see that uh, people uh, just people in the streets are taking pictures of them. Yeah, they're from the NBA team. Look at them. I think they lost tonight. <laughs> You guys enjoying those M and M's? Hey, why don't you why don't you leave us alone? We're we're not interested in having our photos taken by the public. Why don't you grab a big handful of rebounds instead of a big handful of M and M's? This oh, isn't that's... a happy this isn't a happy smile. This is a wistful smile, like kind of like oh, I'm sort of sad about what happened earlier tonight in the game. You should be eating any kind of fucking candy. You should be home, fucking eating carrots. 
Doing push-ups, looking over your game film, asshole. Like the Joker? <laughs> you really have extensive plans for us, sir. That's what you should do instead of out celebrating eating M&M's. Oh, really? How is that going to change what happened prior to this? Isn't yeah, life point. about looking forward, not backward? Look, But in order to do better as and grow forward, you have to learn from what you did backward. Hey, that's right. I like how you said that. I'm going to buy a t-shirt with that on there. Hey, you better give me some of that. You guys all seem like you're in the same group. I'm not buying that you're supporting each other's opinions. And I'll tell you something else. What's wrong with being in the same group? We're all tourists in fucking Times Square. Why don't you guys play in the same group and play as a team for once? You really set him up for that, yeah. Here's my point, my man. (laughs) Here's my opinion. Just take a look at the overview. If Jesus decides who wins the game, then Jesus also decides who loses the game. So maybe we're just happy because we have done Jesus's will by embarrassing ourselves out there. What's all this it's, Jesus talk? Yeah, man, please don't bring the Jesus shit into it again. Like we're oh, in an M M&M and M store. Shit. That yeah. seems it's very strong. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a. a, a Christian and the next person. day before the game, they're watching the clip of that video that's playing on TMZ. Oh man, why'd you do that? You went to an M and M store, start preaching about Jesus. I got to say, guys, I told you just go back to the hotel, get some sleep, and you went to an M&M store and started proselytizing. Coach, uh, can I ask why we're watching TMZ when we have a game in 20 minutes? Because <laughs> I'm mad about what you guys did last night. It does feel it's, like our, it's, our priorities, <laughs> the problems start at the top, Coach. <laughs> All right, just you're a, right. We, we should stick to the game plan. So he he sticks the game plan. They look up the chalkboard, and it, it is actually an amazing game plan to beat the New York Knicks that night in oh, Madison that's Square an amazing Garden. Amazing game plan. Yeah, I went back to the hotel and I worked on this all night. And you know what? At some points, I kind of got my sweet tooth going. I was like, "Ah, oh, sure, we'd like to step out, get me some fucking M and M's," but I didn't. I stayed in the hotel room, came up with this plan. And I think if we stick to this plan, we can beat the Knicks tonight. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Sometimes when you have a goal in mind and you're distracted by temptation, after you get to the point where you've moved forward, you're like, damn, I should have gone to the M&M store. That would have been fun. And I would have gotten to eat some M&Ms. Coach. I should let you know that I gave front row t- uh, tickets, uh, courtside tickets, to the uh, to my to my new girlfriend, the sexy M M&M and M lady. So she might be a little distracting. I mean, obviously it's just a lady in a costume, but she will be in costume. And indeed, she was distracting. But they win the they won that game, and then they went on this streak of just winning games, and they were way out of even making the playoffs. But they just went on this streak, and they somehow got to the playoffs, and they were the hot it team of the nation. And we cut to they've come around again to play New York again. If they win this game, they'll be the number one seed in the playoffs. And now uh, um, uh, Taylor Swift has joined the, the sexy <laughs> Eminem lady on the sidelines. They're doing a little funny, sexy dance to show the support. <laughs> 
wow, check it out. Your girlfriend's out there hanging out with Taylor Swift. All right, guys. All right. I don't want just talking about Taylor Swift and the sex M&M lady. We got to focus on this game tonight. Hey, coach. Yeah. I know the game starts in 20 minutes, but I think I can get to Times Square and grab some M&Ms and get back by the time the game starts. Is that okay? That is not okay. This is the time when we're supposed to be looking over my plan I came up with in the hotel last night. God damn you guys. I told you, stop looking at the sexy, sexy M&M lady. It's hard, coach. She's very sexy. Hey, listen, can you get your girlfriend out of the locker room, please? Uh, this isn't fair, coach. This is just, our my relationship with the sexy Eminem lady off the court is is separate from this. And I, don't I know, like but that she being... shouldn't be in our locker room. So he starts to escort her um, back to. What her, are you doing? Why are you moving me like this? I'm sorry. <laughs> she, the coach doesn't want you around, and and it and she says it's a distraction from the game. You and, and she are bumps not... all sorts of people. Hey, watch it! Oh, your heart shell. You're pushing me too hard. No, I know what's not happening for you tonight after the game. Oh, please don't oh. punish me personally. It's not. It's not fair. It's and about they, the game. They Even start though to, I agree they, with She you. looks into his eyes and they start to make out in a uh, in a hallway. <laughs> hey, get around. You're so sensual and delicious. <laughs> he comes back to the locker room and he has uh, like uh, yellow chocolate all over his face. <laughs> what's, up? what's up, guys? Why is everybody looking at me that way? What's God wrong? damn it. I know what you've been up to. All right. We don't have time to bicker. You guys got to get out there. Okay. What's the name of our team? The Orlando Magic. (laughs) Orlando Magic. That's right. I used to go to the Bulls. Magic on three. One, two, three. Magic. 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 we, We cut two. There's a minute left in the game. The, the score is tied. Uh, the sexy Eminem lady is going crazy, a little too crazy. <laughs> like when cer- certain people, like Kardashians, they start to make the game about themselves. Okay, guys, uh, just check out this play on my clipboard here. Take it in, and we just run a screen. Hey, Look can you pay me. attention? I'm in the first row. I'm in the first <laughs> row. Look at me. I'm wearing my shell. <laughs> My hard candy shell, look at me. Guys, focus on the play, not his sexy Eminem girlfriend. There's no reason to look at her. She has nothing to do with the game. It is not her fault. I'm having such a good time. Look, I'm next to Spike Lee. (laughs) I understand that maybe this is on me for bringing an anthropomorphized, sexy, sexy version of a candy to this game. But it still has nothing to do with the game. No, it's not your fault. It's your girlfriend. You love her. I'm on the rest of the guys. They need to focus up. I know you love her. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. I really appreciate that. Coach, what play are we running? Coach, what play are we running? We got to win this game. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Isn't that more of a, a gimmick kind of than a play, Coach? Uh, gotta- if you guys had focused. So they go in there and they run the Statue of Liberty. And uh, it, 
it gets passed to the center and the center, he goes back like he's going to pass it with one hand, but then someone jumps up and takes the ball from the center and they go, but they go around the right instead of the left and they shoot and they get blocked. And and, the, and we cut to the locker room where this is their first loss in like 12 games. And they're oh my not God, my, my sexy Eminem girlfriend already broke up with me. I don't think that's that bad because all I could think when we were doing the Statue of Liberty play was how I would like to have a threesome with the Eminem girl and the Statue of Liberty. So I think I'm going to try to make that happen. Human, to unlock the bonus scene, you must subscribe to the ad-free version of the show. Exclusively available at improvforhumans.com. Sean, Andrew, tell us about your co-pilot podcast. Andy? We, we have a new podcast uh, where we cover TV pilots, uh, the bad ones, the good ones, uh, the failed ones that didn't go anywhere. And uh, we have f- uh, fellow comedians and TV writers and people talking about each pilot. And we uh, break them down kind of act by act. And uh, share now, when it's one that you say didn't go anywhere, does that mean it's a friend of yours that brought in one they sold to a network, but it was never made, and you read it? We're open to that. Uh, it's it's really just like stuff like Heat Vision and Jack, or there's one we covered called Pachinski that's uh, that was basically <laughs> this insane pilot that was Peter Boyle. As it's a half hour, gets killed as a cop. He gets killed, comes back immediately. As a dog, and then continues to be a cop. <laughs> and what a dog! What a dog it was, because there was like a variety of uh, animatronic and puppet dogs that they used to be Peter Boyle. All terrible. Each one more terrible yeah. than the last. And so, like that's another example of stuff we would cover. But the way and I understand it is, you guys are breaking down how to make a pilot and getting into this isn't about failure sitcoms it is more about how a good pilot is made right no am i wrong it, no no it's definitely not just about failed shows and we do talk a lot about what works and what doesn't work in a pilot i mean there's lots of things that are common to pilots and it's interesting to see the ones that execute those things well versus the ones that don't do it well but then there's also the idea that some of these premises are just absurd. You know? they, they don't have legs. Yeah. It's like, that seems just like a sketch, if that. Or maybe so we also a movie. About, yeah. It's, uh, well, that's, yeah. Not a TV I mean, show. That's another question we have, is like, when we see a, a pilot like that. Like, ALF, theoretically, is just as, not as insane, but almost as insane as the Pachinsky concept, but that went forever, so... It's interesting to analyze what succeeds and what doesn't. Saying it doesn't, yeah. Matt seems. Okay. I think Alf has legs. <laughs> What's? <laughs> I do though. But you never see his legs. Yeah, He's a you Muppet. Never see his legs. Yeah. <laughs> I think they. We need another uh, a- alien lives among us. I think that's fun. So we on Improv for Humans behind the paywall. We do get into. The how-tos and the nitty-gritties and the making the sausage of the comedy and paying respects to good comedy, including a show called Greatest Comedy of All Time, where 
Norman Lear just passed away, and we're about to do his show covering him. I've been watching a, a lot of his old shows. Oh my God, they they so hold up, like like the comedy of them is uh, still makes me laugh. Um, then Tommy Smothers just passed away, and I'm a huge Smothers Brothers fan. Who did you guys? Did you cry? Oh, you didn't watch it, but did you watch the in memoriam? I didn't see it. No. Yeah. Brett, who made you cry? Any of them? You stone cold through the whole. I didn't cry. I was. uh... I didn't cry. (laughs) I didn't cry. (laughs) cry. (laughs) Brett doesn't have a real cry vibe. (laughs) The craziest, the craziest thing, not to derail this, about the the Emmys last night, that uh, they did a little segment. It was not in memoriam, but it was like a tribute to. Yes, the TV that changed our lives. TV memories, and there was only like twelve memories, and one of them was nine eleven. That was the craziest part to me. It was there was all like Golden Girls and the first episode of The Simpsons, and then yeah. you know I Love Lucy, and then they just there was nine eleven the the news event of nine eleven in there. And like, there were so insane. few. I was struck by that same segment of like that's it. That, Dude, those yeah. 12 segments define the history of TV. That's a weird Did one of the newscasters category. That, one of the newscasters that reported on 9/11 come up breathlessly to receive an award and <laughs> yeah. thank people and Also, is that just going to feed into the idea that 9/11 was not real? It just happened yeah, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Great special effects. All right, humans. But that's what I'm saying. We love comedy. Be at improperhumans.com. So get a full year subscription to support Improper Humans and the improvisers that we have on. And uh, do go check out and listen to their podcast as well. And keep being human. Improper Humans is produced by Matt Besser and Brett Morris. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free archives, bonus scenes from the new episodes, exclusive Discord access, new deep dive podcasts into the craft of improv, plus music and sci-fi bonus shows and premium limited series. Go to improvforhumans.com and sign up for the Roll of Four plan, only $4 a month, or $40 a year. By subscribing you are giving us the ability to pay our brilliant guests and giving us all a platform for more interaction, and lots more comedy.